0: Hey, good morning or evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this podcast. This is our Tuesday edition of Journey Through Scripture. Uh, we are beginning the book of Deuteronomy. My name is Philip Thomas. I'm pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas, and we are glad that you have joined us today. So we're going to be reading uh, Deuteronomy chapters one through four today. So if you, uh, if you need to take, pause the podcast, take a minute, read through uh, those chapters, and come back and join us. All right, so we're, we've now transitioned from Numbers uh, to, to Deuteronomy. So at the beginning of Numbers, uh, the people were in Kadesh Barnea, uh, and they had refused to go across and trust God to take the, the land back, so they had been punished. They wandered for 40 years, which is about the amount of time that it takes to read the book of Numbers, and by the time that they finished, um, we are now at the end of the book of Numbers, beginning Deuteronomy back in Kadesh Barnea. So the the story has come full circle. Um, the only uh, people that will be able to enter in the promised land um, who were there for the first gathering at Kadesh Barnea are Joshua, Caleb, and Moses. Um, and so now Deuteronomy is, if you will, it's kind of Moses's closing, uh, closing uh, words. Um, and he's going to go all the way from Egypt and talk about the, the whole process that has led them here. Uh, he's going to remind them of different laws of, of, of what God is calling them to do. Uh, Deuteronomy is a great summary of, uh, if you will, of what has happened to this point, um, and, and how, and it is moving us forward to the people, um, going back to the promised land and reclaiming the land that God had promised to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and it's a, it really is a beautiful book the impact that deuteronomy has on the jewish faith um is is quite incredible um there's some just wonderful passages that we are going to to see and and i just encourage you uh to to read through um it, there there will be some repetitiveness uh, but not not quite like the book of numbers it's it's different uh because this is now moses uh talking to the people and and chapters 1 through 4 are kind of a a a a brief history lesson. Remember where we've been. Remember what we have gone through. Um, and so Moses starts uh, talking to the people uh, about uh all the things that they have have been through um he talks about how they refused to enter the land um in chapter 1 there in verse uh, 20, uh 21 it says uh they the, Look, the lord your god has set the land before you go up and possess it as the lord god of your fathers has spoken to you do not fear or be discouraged that's what they were told 40 years ago but we know that they refused to go in they allowed fear to overcome them, we're going to see that theme of overcoming fear uh, throughout the book of Deuteronomy into, into the book of Joshua. Um, it, it talks about and uh, remembers the penalty uh, for that rebellion that they were forced to wander for 40 years. And it talks about the, the desert years. Um, I want to look at a, a passage there. And again, as, as you read this, there, there'll probably just be different things that, that jump out, uh, at you. And, uh, verse seven, it says, for the Lord, your God has blessed you in all the work of your hand. He knows your trudging through the great wilderness. These 40 years, the Lord, your God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. I, that's, a, that's a great word, trudging, um, that they're trudging through life, right? That they're 40 years, this time period that they are uh, just kind of putting one foot in front of the other. It is not easy. It is frustrating. Uh, it feels like there's no purpose. They're just wandering for the sake of wandering um, how how frustrating a time that must have been. And it's interesting that that God says that he has blessed you in all the work of your hand. Uh, He knows that you're trudging through the great wilderness. And and I think about that for, for our own lives, those times in your life when you feel like you're in the wilderness where you're just trudging along, right? You're just trying to keep your head above water. Maybe you don't know what direction you're even supposed to be going in. Uh, But God is there with you, that God will bless you in the midst of your trudging, (laughs) right? And that he will give you the strength to continue on. But we have to do our part. We have to to hold on to that faith. We have to keep putting one foot in front of the other, to use a a cliche, right? That we we trudge uh, throughout those times of of wilderness in our own life. Um, Know that God is present even in the wilderness. Even if you're in the wilderness because of something that you did, right that it's your fault, that you rebelled against God, and it's put you in a season of of, uh, of shame or guilt uh, where you're paying for the consequences of your sin, and you, you are in the wilderness, God is present with you there. He doesn't just cast us out and then tell us, get it together and then come back. No, sometimes He may cast us out and say, hey, your actions are going to prevent you from experiencing what I desired for you. Um, but you know what? I'm still going to be there with you. I'm going to trudge along with you. I'm going to be there every step of the way. And the people were taken care of. They had all their needs met throughout that those 40 years of wandering through the desert, that God remained faithful to them, even though that they weren't always faithful to him. And not only that, is that God was actually preparing them while they were in the wilderness, trudging along, for what was to come next. So it is. Uh, we Moses talks about uh, the battles that they had with the king uh, Sihon. I, I'm sure that's not how you pronounce that, but uh, and the king Og. Um, I, I can do that one. Og or the O G. That, that's that's a good way. Uh, king O G uh, that they defeated them, and again that is actually preparing the people for what is to come, uh, that they will be uh, better prepared when they go into the land um, to to reclaim the land. And we see that in chapter 3, verse 21. says, And I commanded Joshua at that time, saying, Your eyes have seen all the Lord your God has done to these two kings. So will the Lord do to the kingdoms through which you pass. You must not fear them for the Lord your God himself fights for you, right? So so God is actually preparing Joshua. He's preparing the people as they are in the midst of the wilderness, as they are trudging along. You know, how often do we just get frustrated whenever we're going through those difficult times of life and we question, why are we doing this? What, you know, when is this going to be over? Maybe we need to start looking at is, what is this preparing me for? uh how How is God teaching me during these moments of life? Um, Moses mentions there in the last of chapter three uh he recognizes he's not going to be able to go into the promised land, and he reiterates that he says in verse twenty six but the Lord was angry angry with me on your account. So he kind of throws that little jab in there that, uh, yeah, I I know I did what was wrong, but uh, yeah, it was still your fault. Uh, It says, uh, so the Lord said to me, enough of that. Speak no more to me of this matter. Go up to the top of uh, Pisgah and lift your eyes towards the west, north, south, and east. Behold it with your eyes, for you shall not cross over the Jordan, but command Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him. For he shall go over before this people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which you will see. Um, so even Moses, even though he wasn't going to be able to go into the promised land, still had a purpose to encourage those who would continue on. Um, right? And, and we all get to that place in life where, okay, maybe it, it's not going to be us um, you know accomplishing the the goal that we wanted but maybe we can invest in someone else to help them accomplish that goal and um, we see Moses kind of taking that that mantle and and again recognizing that God is still with him even though he's not going to be able to experience what he what he had hoped he hoped to be able to be in the promised land um, with the people but that was not going to be the case and um, in, verse, in chapter 4, he talks about uh, the, the nation of, of Israel. He talks about being obedient. Um, I thought verse 7 is, is very interesting. It says, For what great nation is there that, that has God so near to it, as the Lord our God is to us, for whatever reason we may call upon him? And what great nation is there that has such status and righteous judgments as are in this law, which I set before you this day? Only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Moses is telling them, you need to, you need to recognize how blessed you are and how rare this is, that God is actually working in your midst, that, that you have heard the voice of God, that you have been blessed with the laws that God has given, uh, because they are laws that lead to a good society if we adhere to them, if we strive for them. Um, but he's warning, he's like, if you don't pay attention to that, you will forget and you will take it for granted. And that is certainly true for us today. We have to r- recognize and remember what God has done. Uh, we cannot. Uh, take for granted um, the blessings that He has given us. Uh, we have to keep our eyes on Him. Um, it, is, it is vital that we do that in our, in our own Christian walk. Uh, it's vital for a church to do that, to not become complacent, to not take for granted uh, the things of God and to recognize how blessed we are that God has invited us into a relationship with Him. Uh, that that we can take part uh, in his kingdom, of making a difference in the kingdom of God. He continues on there, another warning of idolatry uh, that you see. You see that just throughout. And, and I think that's so important for us today. Uh, very often we just dismiss that idea of idolatry. It's like, oh, I'm not going to go worship another God. But you know what? If you're not worshiping the one true God, you're worshiping another God, whether you know it or not uh you you may be worshiping your own job you may be worshiping your own country you may be worshiping your own family uh you may be worshiping you know, your own best interest, but you're worshiping something uh, and it is vital that we do not allow uh, ourselves to worship idols a uh, wonderful passage that that you'll you'll recognize uh they're getting uh twenty three and twenty four it says the the Lord a uh, uh, for the lord your god is a consuming fire a jealous god right that that the one thing that the lord despises if you will is is us worshipping another god right that he is a consuming fire and that he will consume those gods uh and uh, and that that he is a jealous god that he desires for us to worship him and him alone and we a uh, we End there. We're gonna gonna stop uh, uh, right there, and we will um, pick right back up um, on Thursday with Deuteronomy's cha- chapter five through eleven. Um, Deuteronomy five through eleven. So I encourage you to to read through that. Um, and and again. Take take some time and read Deuteronomy. I I, I know we kind of joked in Numbers, uh, you know that there are definitely places kind of skimmed through, but Deuteronomy is is really important. There's so many things in there, um, you know that, that that remind us of who God is and what He has called us to, and and a, and so many of the basic principles that are applied here. Um, they transcend the relationship between God and Israel, um, that they show us the character of God. And that applies today because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. All right. Thank you so much for joining us for this Tuesday edition. Uh, Be with us on Thursday for Deuteronomy chapter 5 through 11. All right. We'll see you there.